Good afternoon on this football Friday, two days before the AFC championship game between the Chiefs and Ratbirds. And then the NFC title game, America's team, the Lions in the San Francisco 49ers led by Brock Purdy. And you can listen to both games here on your home for the NFL in Pittsburgh, Westwood One. I'm Andrew Filipponi with you for the next four hours. Donnie Football is here. We have breaking Steelers news. We have breaking show news right off the bat. I will concede I'm not feeling the best today. I met with my physical trainer again this morning. I thought I was going to throw up. I thought I was going to blow chunks everywhere. If I die while I'm on the air today, Donnie, you're going to have to hold down the fort. What'd they have you doing today? Squats, bench press, sleds. Pushing the sleds? Yep. Things of that nature. <laughs> did you drink any water? One cup. Why, why are you did, making why that did, face? Why didn't you have more? I'm not a water guy. Oh, you, you should become one. That that usually helps. Water overrated, there activity. I said it. Water, very overrated. Hydration, not key. So I'm here, that's Donnie. The breaking show news is that the explosive diarrhea, it's back. (laughs) No Malsy today. What what did you search to get those? Just like fart noises? I just, when he came in to try to do the show today at 10, I just went into the bathroom and I surreptitiously recorded him. <laughs> that was bad. All right, that's the last time I'll play that. So Chris is out. Same routine, same drill. It's bad when it comes back twice in one week. So if you want to text him or DM him, please. Uh, send a nice thought. Let Chris know that you're feeling for him. It stinks to have a stomach bug. He thought he was over it, but now it's gotten worse. And we just said, dude, take a long weekend. Come back on Monday, and hopefully you're feeling better. 412-928-9370. Now to the breaking Steelers news. They have interviewed Gerard Johnson to be their offensive coordinator. Donnie, do you remember Gerard Johnson, Steelers quarterback? It was what, like early 2010s? I sent out, go to my Twitter page, and I sent out a video of him playing quarterback in the now defunct, but back then traditional, fourth Steelers-Panthers preseason game. And let me tell you, Johnson was electric in that game, man. He stood tall. Man, he has quite the list of teams on his uh, Wikipedia the well, Hartford Colonial, the Hart, yeah, Colonials. He, he threw two touchdown passes in the preseason that year. One to Wesley Saunders. Yeah, he and Wesley Saunders had quite a connection. They did. Some would say it was maybe Montana to Rice. It was like Ben to Heath Miller. Uh, and Chris Rainey caught a touchdown pass from him that preseason. So that would be his connection to the Steelers, Gerard Johnson. And... You heard the clip at the beginning of the show, and I want to play this for you again because I think it's really important to the conversation that we're going to have about Johnson on the show today. This is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud 
had one of the best rookie seasons by a quarterback ever. Yep, you got Big Ben starting 14-0, taking a team to an AFC championship game. You got Justin Herbert throwing 31 touchdown passes, Andrew Luck, RG3, Russell Wilson. All those guys took teams to the playoffs their rookie years. All had pretty good numbers. Stroud, I think, topped them all. He threw five interceptions in 15 games. He won a play-in playoff game against Indy. Then he won an actual playoff game against the Browns. Guy is a stud. He's going to be a great quarterback for years. And Gerard Johnson was like his yogi. He was like his mentor, his uh, mental coach. Somebody that handled this transition to the NFL. And listen to him again on Gerard Johnson. This is from yesterday now. This is brand new. This is with the news out there that Johnson is probably going to get an offensive coordinator job. And this is what C.J. Stroud said about that relationship. I've known Gerard since I was 16. I was uh, in the Elite 11 uh, with him. He was my quarterback coach there. And one thing, man, I can say about Gerard, when you talk about someone who knows how to play the position of quarterback and knows how to relay something, uh, a guy who loves football, he loves Houston, he loves Texas, he loves his family, he's a great family man. I mean, somebody who's taught me just a, a tremendous amount of information. But on top of that, man, put a lot of confidence into me as well. When I was 16 at Elite 11, we did like this little like circle group. It was like all the quarterbacks in my group. And Gerard's one thing for me was like, be confident. Because at that time, like I wasn't really the highest recruit. I wasn't who I will become, you know what I'm saying? And I always knew that it would be a possibility, but I didn't hear it out like those type of drives when I looked up to. Like, he played at Texas A&M, I knew that. And when he was like, man, you need to be more confident. And it was just like, it changed my life, you know what I'm saying? And from there, like, fast forward, I'm here with him my rookie year. Um, it's been just a blessing to work with him. And I'm whatever happens, man, I'm excited for him, and he deserves everything that's coming for him. C.J. Stroud credits the man that the Steelers have interviewed in the last hour to be their next offensive coordinator. For changing his life. It's pretty high praise. Now, I've had some people that have done that for me. I told this story when I was in college. I had a professor tell me I was his worst student in the 30 plus years of him being a professor teaching. And that opened my eyes to the fact that I was completely urinating away my life, my professional hopes and dreams. That got my attention. That was tough love. This is This is not that. This is... What Stroud describes is a guy giving him the belief, giving him the confidence that he could be great. And we saw it manifest this year in Houston. Let me tell you why this is such a big deal. Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett right now is at a crossroads in his life, in his career. I don't think his confidence in himself is very high. I think it's quite low, actually. I don't think Kenny Pickett believes in himself a lot. In fact... I was told one of the reasons why Tomlin kept talking about Mason Rudolph and the confidence Mason Rudolph had in himself was kind of a indirect message or a coded message to Kenny like, this is how I want my quarterback to look. This is how I want him to sound. I want the quarterback to be confident in himself. If you don't believe in yourself, who else can? Quarterback's got to command a locker room, command a huddle, all those things. Kenny had that when he came into the NFL. He lost that along the way last year. So here is someone that gave that to C.J. Stroud. Now, let's not get it twisted here. C.J. Stroud didn't come into the NFL like he was going to be the next John Elway or the next uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah, he went with the second pick, but there were all kinds of questions about him. He flunked that cognitive test. That created all kinds of questions about him. Uh, Bryce Young got picked ahead of him. 
Um, he, he's an Ohio State quarterback, and so many Ohio State quarterbacks have failed in the league. So I look at this Johnson interview and think, this is more about getting through to a quarterback and less about the X's and O's and schematics and the other things you look for an offensive coordinator, play calling, scheme, play calling rhythm. All of those things are important. But if the Steelers hire Gerard Johnson to be their next offensive coordinator, I think it's going to be about Kenny Pickett and trying to get through to him and trying to bring in someone who is equipped to solve that riddle and answer that question. And to be honest with you, I would be in favor of that. I would be a fan of that. Look, I think the Kenny Pickett conversation has turned very toxic. And I will admit something to you right now. I take a lot of responsibility for that. I'll take blame for that. Part of that is on me. I crowned the guy too fast. I set the bar too high. I set, un not unreasonable, but I set an expectation that this guy was going to be a great quarterback because I had seen so many other second-year quarterbacks flourish and thrive, and I thought Kenny Pickett was going to be next. And also because he went to Pitt, we all know that, He's an all-time great at Pitt. He was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He was an ACC Player of the Year. He led them to their best season in 40 years. All that is fact. It's created a situation in Pittsburgh and among Steelers fans where you either love Kenny Pickett or you hate Kenny Pickett. And people are very dug in on that. And honestly, there's nothing I can say right now that's going to change people's mind on that. I'm reformed. I used to be in love with the guy. Now I'm probably closer to out than I am in. But the thing that I believe Gerard Johnson would do if hired, given what he did with Stroud, is he would give us the ultimate answer on this. If Kenny Pickett didn't play well in this offense next year, that's it. And even the people that love Kenny Pickett and adore Kenny Pickett and are appreciative of what he did at Pitt, I think at that point they would be forced to admit he's not our guy. Johnson comes in, waves his magic wand like he did with Stroud. Pickett plays great next year. Well, then we've got our quarterback. Let's hope the offensive coordinator sticks around, and away we go. If you think Kenny Pickett is worth saving, if you think there's something salvageable there, then you should really like this interview. Then you should be in favor of this. Because Gerard Johnson's not getting this interview because of some kind of play-calling resume. He did something either calling plays in college. He did something calling plays somewhere else in the pros. He like he was not. He's not from the McVeigh tree. It's not something like that. He's here because of what he did specifically with C.J. Stroud last year. And that tells me that in this process, the Steelers are at least curious right now about linking somebody up or teaming somebody up with Kenny Pickett to rebound and resuscitate his career. So I'm interested in it because Chris has been very critical of Kenny. I've been more critical of Kenny lately. But given the lack of real 
attractive options that are available in free agency and in trade, this might be the best thing. Let's get the ultimate quarterback whisperer in here, and let's see if he can save Kenny Pickett. If he can't, we'll have our answer. Everybody's got their minds made up right now. Everybody thinks they know if Kenny Pickett can play or not. We'll find out next year if this guy gets hired. That's my take. So I want to know what you think. 412-928-9370. Do you think Kenny Pickett is worth a shot? Do you think he's worth saving? Do you think any offensive coordinator can come in and save his career and make him better? 412-928-9370. Because of all the candidates and all the people that the Steelers will talk to over the next couple of weeks, this guy's got the best resume when it comes to making a young quarterback successful. And if you still have a curiosity in Kenny Pickett, hope for Kenny Pickett, think he might be good, then I think you are probably interested in Gerard Johnson. 412-928-9370. If you think Kenny Pickett stinks, if you think he can't play, if you think no quarterback whisperer or no offensive coordinator is going to make a difference, then you're probably not the biggest fan of this interviewer. You don't think he's the best candidate for the job. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second known candidate has interviewed for the Steelers offensive coordinator job. It's Gerard Johnson. He is C.J. Stroud's quarterback's coach in Houston. Stroud came out with very strong praise of Johnson said, this guy changed my life. He made me believe in myself. He made me think I was destined to be a good quarterback. He empowered me. He imbued me with confidence. And it's a big reason why I think Stroud is, why CJ Stroud thinks he's going to end up winning uh, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So that's the guy the Steelers brought in, a quarterback whisperer. They've only got really one quarterback on the roster because you know Trubisky's going to get cut. Mike Tomlin did say, the offensive coordinator search is connected to their quarterbacks. Is this a sign that they still hold out hope for Kenny Pickett and they're trying to find someone who can pull good football out of Kenny Pickett? I think it is. Do you think that's possible? Do you think Pickett, with the right offensive coordinator, with someone that's going to instill him with confidence and make him believe in himself, do you think that that's going to make him a good quarterback? Yes or no? 412 Here's Robert in New Kensington to start us off. Hello, Robert. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey, I, I, I mean, I don't think 
that I know they broke, they, they're going to bring this guy in, but I really don't think that it's going to matter. I mean, I don't want nothing personal against Kenny Pickett, but I just I I don't see us moving forward with him taking us to where we want to go. You know where we've been, where we want to go in today's football. I hear I that. Just don't see it. I hear that, but let me ask you a and, question. I don't. I, I don't disagree with you on that, but to the point where it doesn't matter, or it's it's he's not going to get you anywhere. If Kenny Pickett played in the San Francisco offense, do you think they're still in the NFC Championship game? No. 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 No, I don't. So he can't. I, so he can't. I mean, e- so he can't even do a reasonable facsimile of Brock Purdy, then, in your opinion. No. So if you put him in the Chiefs' offense no. with Andy Reid, they stink. They're not. They're not a great team. No, I don't think that he. I just don't think he's. You know, I know it's hard to find that quarterback. You know, not everybody's going to be Brady or whoever, but I just don't feel like he's. I don't know. It's like you're watching college still. All right, hey Rob, I'm not going to get into a screaming match with you. Back in August of 2023, I probably would have, but I'm hard pressed to really want to disagree with you on that right now. The tape is not good. There were some clutch moments and some fourth quarter magic, and that's really about it. But a lot of the gnashing of teeth was about how Kenny was held back by Matt Canada. The offense was not quarterback friendly. And we don't know about Johnson's offense, but we know that he's getting huge credit for creating and developing one of the best rookie quarterbacks of all time. That's what this guy did last year. So that's the kind of person I would want to see with Kenny Pickett because at that point, if Kenny can't get it done with Johnson, well, then it's not Matt Canada's fault. The guy just can't play. Hammer's next. Hello, Hammer. Hey, uh, thanks for taking call. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. Um, Matt Canada was the main reason this offense was going nowhere, calling jet sweeps on third down and 10 plays. Uh, it, it, uh, he held Kenny back big time. And I think that uh, Johnson hire would definitely uh, help Kenny out. And so I what agree do you with say, you. So what do you say back to the last guy that said he watched it and he just doesn't see an NFL quarterback there? I, I don't know what he was seeing because I saw games where I didn't think the Steelers had a snowball's chance of winning it. And he drives, especially that uh, Raiders game a uh, couple seasons back, come back in the fourth quarter, drives it down the field and wins it. Yeah, I agree. I thought that Kenny at the end of his rookie year looked better than he did at the end of this year. That's the, that's the problem. There was stagnation there. The other thing that hurts Kenny is that the other quarterback went in and looked better. I know not with the same play caller, but in the same offense. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Tyler's next. Hello, Tyler. Hey, um, yeah, definitely like the interview. I like that they're uh, going out and, and kind of broadening uh, their search. I feel like the Johnson interview is more of a quarterback coach, passing game coordinator to tie in with another offensive coordinator. Um, a little not sold on Kenny yet. I'm trying to figure out is he what we saw his last year at Pitt or what we saw, you know, his rest of his career at Pitt and from a production standpoint. Um, so Which way are you leaning? You know, between. Two, I mean, when you when you combine his 
three years prior to the last year at Pitt and the first two years in the NFL, I mean, he's kind of been an average guy. Um, and, and obviously, you know, play calling can help with that. But I, I think what worries me is the inconsistencies of, of doing just doing general NFL quarterback, you know, throws on a consistent basis is is a little bit worrisome so far. I don't think that's a little bit worrisome. I think that that's more than that. But how much of that comes back to his lack of faith in the offense, his lack of confidence in himself, those two things being tied together hand in hand? Anybody's guess? We're all just speculating here. I mean, I do not have a good feeling about Pickett's future, but what I would like about this hire is it would put Pickett in a position where this guy poured into him uh, believed in him, made the offense about him, and if it didn't work at that point, well, then you throw your hands in the air and say, we tried. We did our best. You didn't do your best with Pickett last year. You brought back Matt Canada, and maybe some of that was Kenny's own doing because he didn't want to learn a new offense and he felt good about how the season had ended, but sometimes you just don't take the quarterback's word on things. I mean, the Browns took Baker Mayfield's word on, what was that? idiot coach they had there the interim coach that Mayfield liked and they kept them for an extra year the dude that wore the shirt to the movies oh, that Freddie said, Kitchens. that guy was an absolute imbecile but that's what I'm talking about Donnie he got that job for an extra year because Baker Mayfield vouched for him and I think that's partly what happened you never know where you're going to get an inspiration for a topic for a show and I got one today when I was at the gas station. I was at get-go on my way into work. And one of the uh, people working behind the counter, I think either saw my name or recognized me and asked me a question that I'm going to ask you later in the show. 412-928-9370. That is the fan hotline. It is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Malsey out today. The explosive diarrhea has returned. So it's just me and Donnie until 6. Talking about the breaking news, the Steelers interviewing their second offensive coordinator candidate, Gerard Johnson. Jerry Dulac with news in the Post-Gazette. He wrote emphatically, Pickett will return as the starter. And Rudolph, if he is re-signed, will be the backup. Though the roles might not be as clearly delineated, but that would be the plan. The plan right now is for Kenny to be the guy. That's why I think they're talking to Johnson. They're trying to hire someone who they think can fix Kenny. Do you think that's possible? 412-928-9370. Donnie, before we get to more callers on it, what would be your answer to that? If they can find a guy that can fix Kenny do Pickett. You think, do you think there is a coach on planet Earth who can fix him? Do you think that that guy exists? Or are we dealing with someone that just is what he is? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think there are absolutely offensive minds out there that can make Kenny Pickett a, a better quarterback. Now, can any of them make Kenny Pickett among the league's elite? Probably not. But I think that's because whenever you look at the elite players in the league, they would usually be at that level no matter who they had because they have some sort of skill 
that gets them there, like some sort of tangible thing that, that gets them there. I mean, Mahomes has multiple. I mean, the guy's an absolute alien of a player. Josh Allen you put up there. Lamar Jackson, uh, one, one of the best running quarterbacks, maybe right. the best running what quarterback a, how, we've ever seen. How about the guy that's playing in the NFC Championship game? Which one, Purdy or Goff? The one that led the league in passer rating and threw for more than 30 touchdowns this year. See, that, that's I think we had this discussion earlier this week. That's where I think he has more similarities to someone like a picket. He's not, he's not someone that would just be fantastic player anywhere he's at. So the fact that Stroud gives Johnson so much credit for his historic season, does that make you want to hire him to work with Kenny? It's a good endorsement for sure. Plus, I think with with Johnson and Stroud, that relationship, it's at least one that came between two guys that played the same position. And even though Bobby Slowick has been a very hot name in head coaching circles this offseason, he probably won't get one of those jobs now. But next season, let's say – if the Texans have another big year, Slowick will be one of the top names. I think the difference between he and Johnson is that Johnson did get to the highest level and play the game at the highest level. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Stroud doesn't respect Slowick or anything like that, but I think there are aspects of the game that Stroud was able to learn, and he could only learn those from a guy who also played the game at that level, something that Slowick could not teach him. Well, you make a good point with that because I think one of the hang-ups and issues with Roethlisberger and Haley is that Ben didn't really respect the fact that Haley had never been a football player. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I think there that are... Hurt the relationship, I think that's part of the reason why so many guys who weren't even offensive linemen respected Munchak as a coach so much because he's in the Hall of Fame. Now, Johnson was only a preseason player, but... Yeah, I mean, still, it's, it's a guy that, that got to that level, played a high level of college football... And I think that there is just that natural relationship that those guys have with other players because it's like, okay, this guy was able to get there. And it's I think just that, that helps that Dan Campbell. That can't be beat. I think that's one of the reasons why guys want to follow Dan Campbell in Detroit. For sure. I mean, and there, there are connections that the, the morning show made uh, a couple of times this week about how the, the new, there's always like a new trend with head coaches. And it seems like teams are trying to hope that they can catch lightning in a bottle the way that Detroit has with Campbell. He, like a guy that wasn't a star player by any means. Because he was always a team's like second or third tight end. He was never a superstar. But that guy just being the former player, he just has every single player wanting to run through a wall every single week. Like D'Amico Ryans could be that ne- that next guy. Gerard Mayo maybe. Uh, I don't know, there might be somebody I'm forgetting in this cycle, but we're starting to a- – Antonio Pierce, another mm-hmm. example. Rodney is on the fan. Hello, Rodney. Hi. Um, I think the young offensive coordinator is a good idea. I just think we need a different quarterback. Kenny's got happy feet. You're not going to get that out of him. That coach is not going to get the happy feet. He doesn't stay in that pocket. And you don't think that that's related? You don't think that's a mental thing? You think he's just born with it and he's stuck with it and you can't fix it? You can't fix that because he he doesn't want to stay in there that extra second. You've seen it every game. It's not – he doesn't want to stay there. And I called you a few weeks back and I told you that that Mason was going to do great and I thought 
maybe one playoff game he might be the new starter. I still think that there's chances there. And Okay, Rodney, thank you for that, and thank you for listening before, and thank you for uh, continuing to listen. No, I don't – whenever I was so vocal about my uh, hope for Kenny and my belief in Kenny before the season started – I don't remember a lot of people telling me based on what he did his rookie season that he was plagued with happy feet. I don't remember that being seen as some kind of uh, flaw that was destined to ruin his NFL career. I don't remember hearing people say that in the preseason last year when he produced five touchdowns on five drives. Dave is next in Fox Chapel. Hello, Dave. Davey there? Never mind. Troy Mount Washington is next. Hello, Troy. Tony, what's up, man? Hey, man, good to talk to you again. Um, Good to talk to you as well. Um, For my quick comment on Kenny, um, I was hoping from the beginning, I spoke to Donnie about this last week, that Harbaugh would be hired there because he just seems like a guy that would want to bring in his new staff. And I've loved Kellen Moore for years, and I think that he's been someone who's been overlooked and I would love to bring him to the Steelers for the fact that I don't think he would designate an off- an offense around Kenny, which is what I don't think we need. I think he just needs to implement an offense, and we can see if Kenny can run that offense. We can still have belief that, that Kenny can run an offense that isn't what we think is perfect for him. Um, but the only worry that I have with Kenny, and I've just been thinking about it lately, and i got to kind of put this on Tomlin a little bit, Um I feel like when Mason played, they just had reckless abandonment. I mean, he was going down at the end of the half with 40 seconds left. I don't think these throws that Mason was making are throws that they wanted Kenny to make. And sometimes when you're early in your career and you protect somebody like that, it just kind of ruins you mentally to now he went from last year to if he doesn't perform this year, he knows he's done. So I think he's going to take more chances down the field. I just it just sucks because if he does take those chances that Mason were taking and he has turnovers, they're not going to keep him around. Troy, Mason's going to come in. I, so, I, I don't think that I think that Mike recognizes that Kenny's in a bad place. I don't know if he takes the ownership of it that you point out, but I think he knows that Kenny's not in a good spot right now, and I think that's why he wanted to talk to this guy in Houston. My my personal opinion. He, I mean, I, I believe that, but I deep down, I don't think that they're they're really looking for a guy to develop Kenny because I think they have a one, maybe a in their mind, a one-year window on Kenny. I think they're looking for a guy to implement an offense that is going to be there for the next five years, whether Kenny can run it or not. Well, then we'll see who gets I the job. We'll see who gets the, the direction. Jo- yeah, we'll see who gets the job. If it's Johnson, well, then I think it is about Kenny. If it's somebody else that has a proven track record like Moore, it's more about having Kenny bend and uh, he needs to be flexible enough to find a way to work in that offense. It's not so much about him as much as it is, I guess, the big picture of things. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.